Yeah, good to see everybody Thursday night. Before we hop into everything, the elections and everything else from last night or the night before, let me just get this basic premise out. You can just go side by side with that, Aaron, for me. So here we go. I want you to get this premise. This is a tweet that I put out. Undeniable facts. And this is, this is the delusion of our time. Undeniable facts. Undeniable facts are presented. And the response is nonsensical statements. Watch for it. See it. Know the revelation in your soul about it because that is the delusion of our time. Absolute facts are presented and they are answered with nonsensical statements. Case in point, the UK, 75, Will, if you can, find that, find that graph for me. You can do that side by side. Replace this one and put that side by side. There we go. So here it is. Undeniable Facts. I know some of you saw this on Tuesday or even the podcast before. I even put this up in church on Sunday. Yes, in church on Sunday without hesitation. Don't care what anybody thinks or says. So here we go. Undeniable facts. Ready? Let's look at it together. In the UK, weeks 38 to 41, so basically covering the entire month of October, the hospitalization rate, let's look at that first, 75%. Now, everybody see, see the uh, graph. The blue is the vaccinated. The gray is the unvaccinated. 75% of hospitalizations in the UK are fully vaccinated people. Absolute fact. And then you will hear Dr. Fauci, Scott Gottlieb, and Joe Biden and Rochelle Walensky, they will all say that the COVID vaccine doesn't stop transmission, but it'll keep you out of the hospital. Those are absolute lies. Here's the deal. Now, once again, there, there's the absolute fact presented in black and white, or more apropos, blue and gray, but black and white presented to you, absolute fact, 75% of hospitalizations in the UK are fully vaccinated people, and then these people will tell you that the vaccination will keep you out of the hospital. The response to this, and by the way, the stats are exactly the same in Israel, and what are they doing in Israel right now? Proffering their fourth booster, and everybody's lined up around the block to get it, and their statistical data is identical to the UK's. Look at the next one over. 85% of COVID deaths are fully vaccinated people over the last 28 days and 82% over the last 60 days. So between 82 and 85% of COVID deaths in the UK for the month of October are fully vaccinated people. Back in January, leave this leave this whole thing up for me until I tell you guys to take it off. I'm going to keep it up. Back in January, I told you this was going to happen. Back in January, 63% of COVID deaths in England. Ron Johnson said this from the Senate floor. Senator Ron Johnson said this on the Senate floor. 63% of COVID deaths in the UK were fully vaccinated people. Now, at that time, their sampling had only, back in January and February, the sampling had very few vaccinated people. But even in the midst of very few vaccinated people, 63% of their COVID deaths 
were fully vaccinated. Now we've come a full eight, seven, eight months later, and now it's risen to 85%, just like I said it would. Because, see, when I see factual data, that is now my opinion. That is now my philosophy. Factual data is my philosophy. Now, for the left in the world, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, the Joe Biden's, the John Kerry's, the Prince Charles's, the Angela Merkel's, the Emmanuel Macron's, the Scott Morrison's, the Justin Trudeau's, they will look at this graph and they will say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And they will say that vaccinations are the path out of the pandemic. They will look at this and that is the, their nonsensical statement response to it. Understand that it's demonic. Understand that it comes in scripture in John chapter 8 verse 45 where Jesus said, said, yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. And that is right after his descriptor of the devil himself. So the devil himself responds to absolute fact with nonsensical statements. So whenever you see that, understand you are dealing with principalities and powers. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. Let me give you some examples. Ready? Lifenews.com tweet. Let's look at what the left does here. Lifenews.com tweet. Here we go. Now, here's the, here's the deal. What's the focus of the left? The KKK has killed over their entire history. Their entire history, the KKK, and now the great, most grievous threat to America, according to Joe Biden and Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, the most grievous threat to America is white supremacist terrorism, right? Well, the KKK, in all of its history, going back to wherever it was, has killed a total of 3,446 black people. An absolute atrocity in the Holocaust, no doubt. But the left has killed 22 million with a Planned Parenthood on the corner of every urban center in America. So I want you to think of the delusion. They put out, absolute fact is, 22 million people, African Americans, have been killed by Planned Parenthood and abortion. The nonsensical response, the demonic response is, watch out for the white supremacists. Do you see it? I hope that you can see it. Let's go to another one. This is uh, Representative Andy Biggs. In today's judicial hearing on the Texas abortion plan, this is actually a little while ago, abortion is a blessing. Play it for me. For the thousands of people I've cared for, abortion is a blessing. Abortion is an act of love. Abortion is freedom. So you pull out piece by bloody piece. That is a doctor. Piece by, I'm sure an abortion doctor, piece by bloody piece, eyeballs, brains, kidneys, arms, still twitching, hearts still beating while they harvest their organs, which Planned Parenthood had to admit to under oath that they harvest organs while the heart's still beating, a monster like this. So you have absolute fact. The fact is you are pulling a baby piece by bloody piece out of her mother's womb. And your, and your nonsensical, demonic response is, this is a blessing, this is an act of love. Do you see it? Understand that this, when absolute facts are presented and they are replied to with a nonsensical statement, that is the delusion of our 
Time. Speaking of delusion, let's look at Jen Psaki. Play it for me. The data is very clear. As Dr. Walensky said on an earlier, uh, an earlier briefing today, this is really becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And that means getting vaccinated, you can save yourself. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh, Will, you are the man. Side by side. There we go. Here we are. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. And your vaccination, if you get vaccinated, you can save yourself. Here's the absolute facts right here. There's the absolute facts. 75% of COVID hospitalizations in the UK, fully vaxxed. 82 to 85% of COVID deaths in the UK all of this month of October, 20 of 20, 2021. And not to mention, month, month, comparing months of October 2020 to 2021, how many COVID deaths did the UK have? COVID deaths in 2020, in October. How many COVID deaths do they have? 571. How many have they had this year? 3,026. And this idiot, Peppermint Patty, the mouthpiece of the Biden administration, the number one Biden shill, Peppermint Patty is out there saying that the vaccination is the path out of the, out of the pandemic. The vaccination will save you. And it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. Here's the data. And there's her nonsensical response. Right, let's go on to some Biden stuff. I just had to throw this in here. There's not a whole lot of there's I'm throwing in intermittent stuff tonight. Sometimes it's out of order. So this is just something I had to throw in. Play it for me. Let me tell you something about LGBTQ rights, about trans rights. This is only going in one direction. You will respect us. You can be upset. You can be angry. You can think it's unfair. You can feel like we're stealing something from you, but it's still only going in one direction. You will respect us. I right now, in the name of Jesus, this is a prayer, the Holy Spirit in the room. I right now, in the name of Jesus, stand against the transgender community in, and, and their agenda in Jesus mighty name now of course joe biden he's middle of the road right he would never ever jump on board with something like this well let's look at one of his campaign uh, one of his staffers inside the white house many of you have seen this video but let's play it again play one it sec <laughs> democracy's calling <laughs> see you daddy bye hi my name is cooper and this is a day in my life as a white house intern we did it joe <laughs> hey everyone vote Usually I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey Jenny, I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House, this is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit fingers, mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut. Comment if you want me to make more of these. See how the stupidity is linked? Transgender community, which is absolutely a stupid. Again, absolute fact. Are you ready? That guy has a penis that guy is acting like he's a woman again absolute factual data responded to with a nonsensical statement or nonsensical actions just so you know that's what that is that is absolute true that guy is working in the white house 
as we speak right now. All right, on to the elections. Gateway Pundit video, play it for me. Well, would you look at this? Jack Chitterelli just moments ago with 83% of the vote in with a strong 42,000 vote lead. If you look to the left here, you'll see that Bergen County, the very top, the biggest county in all of New Jersey, with 100% reporting, shows Chitterelli winning 52% to 47%, okay? 100% reporting. But now, miraculously, with 87% in, Bergen County, which was 100% reported, all of a sudden just happened to flip. Boy, those must have been some magic votes to flip a 100% counted county. Despite being at 100% and staying exactly the same all the way up until now. And oh, look, now Chitterelli, instead of having a 42,000 vote lead, only has a 1,600 vote lead. Boy, if there was ever a state that needed a damn audit of like every election we've ever held, it's New Jersey. So once again, that's Bergen County, red for Chitterelli all night with 100% reported until the zero hour when all the news stations start shutting down and they think no one's paying attention. And then, oops, it all of a sudden flips to blue and there goes Chitterelli's lead. The same sort of shady vote flipping we watched in the 2020 election. Audit New Jersey. And see, the problem is there's no point in auditing after because you're not going to overturn an election. Listen, I love the audits and I want the truth to come out. So I don't mean that there's no point as far as let's get the truth out because we need to get the truth out. But what needs to happen is we need a proactive Rona McDaniel Republican Party. We need to have all eyes. We need to have all our precinct committee men. Positions filled, all of our precinct captains being filled, which is being done by Scott Pressler, the persistence. It is happening. It is way better. That's why you didn't see mass corruption in Virginia last night, because a lot of the poll workers are Republicans. But until we take care of the vote count, we've got to have all eyes on. We've got to have GoPros on. It's got it's got to be filmed because audits afterwards will not overturn an election. We can talk about them all we want, and I am all for them. I want an audit in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia. Already got the one in Arizona, which has way, way enough votes. Plenty of votes to overturn that election and all the shady balloting going on there and all the shady vote counting. Well, let's look at this now. This, This was in. This is Project Veritas. This is in New Jersey. This was Tuesday night. Play it for me. In the election in January of last year? Uh, the presidential. Uh, yeah. And did you register? No, I wasn't registered either. Are you registered now? Oh, I never filled anything no. out. No. Okay. Then I can't see how you can vote because you're no, not registered. Remember, I do remember him. Okay. Remember, we was allowing anyone to we come in. We was allowing anybody to come in, and, and they say um, presidential. Um, yeah, General, they just let us. So, so okay. I'll let you fill out the ballot now. Whether or not it's going to be, uh, they're going to count it, I don't know. But I don't know if it works because I'm it an Irish citizen. But I'm an Irish citizen. I'm not. It doesn't matter. I mean, are you? You have some citizenship here. With the work visa, yeah. Listen, we'll let you do it. They'll figure that out. The brand new one. Yeah. There's no much many new ones. Just so you know. <laughs> The man says he's an Irish citizen and gets a ballot 
to vote. And her quote is, do you have some citizenship here? What does that mean? Here we go again. Absolute fact, nonsensical response. And remember what they said during the, now this one here, they were being a little bit more honest, but they even said it out loud. They allowed anybody during the presidential vote. They didn't even ask these questions in 2020 during, you know, Trump uh, versus Biden. There was absolutely nothing. The presidential election 2020, absolutely nothing. You could come in, anybody from anywhere got a ballot to vote. That is what happened in New Jersey. See, when the elections are a little bit closer, now the gateway pun into 56 voting machines were actually taken away last night. I am so tired of seeing these things. Where you have uh, Gergen County reporting 100% in, uh, Jack, uh, what's his name again? Sitter, I can't ever pronounce his name. Sitterelli, something like that. Sitterelli, I never can get it right. It's too many syllables in there. But he's leading the entire night with 100% reported over Murphy. And then lo and behold, well, that's 100%. You know what you can add to 100%? A nothing. Remember, absolute fact responded to with nonsense. And then lo and behold, 40,000 votes come in and then he's down to 1600 and then by morning he's he's down by one percent does that not sound very eerily familiar because that's exactly what happened in georgia that's exactly what happened in arizona that's exactly what happened in pennsylvania that's exactly what happened in wisconsin exactly what happened one year ago basically yesterday steve cortez lays it out for us play it for me Patriots, great election news last night, but let's not forget that one year ago today, an American election was hijacked. And that is believed by two thirds of Republicans and one third of independents, according to all polling, that Biden is not the legitimate winner a year ago. They have statistical as well as constitutional reasons to validate that belief. Let's look at the stats, starting with bellwether counties. There are 19 counties in America that are geographically and demographically diverse. They have a perfect track record over 10 election cycles of voting for the eventual winner of the presidential race. Donald Trump won 18 of these 19 counties and yet we're to believe that he lost the election. It's so improbable as to be impossible. Let's look at another statistic. The mailed-in ballot voter rejection rate in Wisconsin during the primary, the rejection rate was 2%. During the general election, 0.2%. 10% of that level. In Georgia, a state that was decided by only 11,000 votes, 2016 general election, 6% rejection rate. One year ago today, 0.3%. This statistic leads to the constitutional problem. The Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment was massively violated. You cannot subject game day Trump voters to entirely different and stricter standards than mailed in voters. It is one of the key reasons why the 2020 presidential vote was not valid. This is why you don't put a mask on your face because what that enabled the Wisconsin, basically the Wisconsin judiciary on their own acted unilaterally. They are not allowed, same with Georgia, they are not allowed to change election laws without going through the legislature, the, the, the state house and the state Senate. They cannot change laws that way. Same thing happened when Mark Elias from Perkins Coie, Perkins Coie hired by Hillary Clinton, then hired Fusion GPS, then hired Christopher Steele, the whole collusion hoax. Mark Elias met with who? In April of 2020, met with Brad Raffensperger, 
and made who who is the Republican Secretary of State for the state of Georgia met with him and they unilaterally changed election law in that it was impossible to reject ballots. That's exactly what was going on right here in Wisconsin and Georgia. Look at what happened with Georgia. They usually have a 6% rejection rate. Now that is a 6% rejection rate during regular elections when there's hardly any mail-ins. Now you have millions of mail-ins because of the threat of COVID. That's why you never put a mask on your face because of the threat of COVID and the rejection rate goes down. First time run, first time run of ever doing an election this way where you have millions and millions of mail-in ballots and suddenly the rejection rate goes in Georgia from 6% to 0.3 and in Wisconsin from 2% to 0.2. And you think and anybody out there who's dumb enough to think that Donald Trump lost this election, 18 of 19 bellwether counties he won, impossible. Massive gains in Hispanic vote, massive gains in the black vote, won the Rio Grande Valley, which was completely lost four years before to Hillary Clinton. And he lost absolutely more votes than any incumbent in history. And he lost absolutely impossible i stand in that and we do need to get to the bottom of it but what we while we're getting to the bottom of it we need to be shoring up is sadly you have to quote you have to quote stalin it's not how many votes you get it's who's counting the votes and we have to, and we have to be in that game we're not going to do anything disingenuous or dishonest, but we need to be filming them. There needs to be Republican poll workers surrounding every every Democratic vote counter because they are corrupt. Just look at that Project Veritas video. Um, do you have any citizenship at all? What? It's unbelievable. All right, Dan K. Eberbert tweet. Virginia Republicans elected the first immigrant black woman and the first Latino to ever hold statewide office. Remember that the next time the radical far left tries to call Republicans racist. Let's use that right there in our formula. Put it side by side for me. Let's use that in our formula. Here we go. There's absolute fact. Who, who elected the first immigrant black woman? Uh, the Republicans did. And who, and the first Latino to ever hold statewide office, who elected that person? Uh, the Republicans did. And the res- nonsensical response to that fact, to those facts, will be Republicans are KKK members. That will be the response. Uh, let's go to the next one. Nick Moe video, Tucker Carlson tonight. Play it for me. So about a year and a half ago, a lot of unhappy soul cycle moms started screeching about how we needed to defund the police. They're mean. And some cities kind of went along with it. We learned last night what voters think of this. We have election results that prove it. Fox's Trace Gallagher has been on the story for us tonight. He joins us now. Hey, Trace. Hey, Tucker. The people of Minneapolis didn't have to imagine what would happen with no police because they've been watching it unfold in real time. Over the past two years, the city has lost almost a third of its police officers and crime has exploded. So this measure to defund and dismantle the police was given a bold kick in the teeth with 56% of voters rejecting it. Not only was the measure itself defeated, four of the city council members who supported the effort were also voted out. Progressive Congresswoman Elon Omar, a huge advocate of this proposal, might consider herself lucky that she wasn't on a ballot yesterday. We need to remember some too when they talk about violent crime rate. This is not a small thing. Our murder rate in this country is up 30%, folks. People do not get reelected 
as president. People do not get reelected as a city council member or a mayor if your murder rate goes up 5%. Our murder rate is up 30% because of these Democratic Party clowns. And let me give you the example that I always give. They will have police. Nancy Pelosi will always have, you're like, it's, it's too general to just say she will have guns around her. No, she will always have a police force. The police budget for the Capitol Police went up $60 million while the rest of you are getting your police departments defunded. And let me just speak directly to the few Democrats that are watching right now. They, the, the globalist elitist snobs, the bourgeois elite, Nancy Pelosi is worth $169 million. She will have her police force. Her police force just had their budget increase while she's saying to fund in her hometown of San Francisco, she's saying to fund, but where she lives in DC, her police force, the Capitol police just got a budget increase of $60 million. Her Capitol police force has 2,700 members, 2,700 sworn officers, 2,700 that patrol a two square mile area. The entire, which is way more than what Detroit has. And right now, Seattle has slipped under a thousand officers for their entire city. Whoops. Always keep that in mind. All right, go to the next thing for me. David J. Harris. I love this. So according to the Democrats, the guy on the left, I love that. That's right. The guy. I repeat, the guy. His name is Richard Levine. He goes by Rachel. He's a notorious grandma butcherer out of, he was the health director in the state of Pennsylvania under the other grandma butcherer by the name of Tommy Wolf, the governor, who Rachel Levine there, really Richard Levine, right before he, they enacted the same Cuomo nursing home poly, policy, which was real brilliant, of course, doing, again, the exact opposite of facts where you, you, you go ahead and you put COVID-infected patients inside nursing homes with the most vulnerable people. That's what Richard did. But right before Richard did that, Richard pulled out his own mother first. Facts. That's the truth. So according to Democrats, the guy on the left, Grandma Butcher, should receive praise and honor as a woman. But the woman on the right is the new AG for Virginia is a white nationalist. Whoops. Not so much. But again, that's exactly right. Now let's look at the facts. Let's look at the facts. You have the picture. What's the nonsensical demonic response? Jesus said, John chapter eight, verse 45. Yet, because I tell you the truth, there's the truth. That's a guy dressed up like a woman. He has a penis. He is a man. He might be a gay man. I don't know. Don't care. But he is a man. Standing next to an African-American woman who got elected first time ever. What was the uh, first uh, Virginia Republicans elected their first immigrant black woman? There she is. The Republicans did it. And their response will be that you're a racist. The nonsensical response to the facts right there. Let's go to the next one. Lifenews.com. Breaking conservative truck driver who spent a whopping $153. And you see, do you really think that the gubernatorial race was lost? Do you really think Phil Murphy won? How does only, think about it, just like it's the reverse of what happened with Trump. 
Trump's the only one who lost, and everybody down ballot from him won. Now you have the opposite, where you have you have uh, Phil Murphy wins, and everybody down ballot from him loses. All the Democrats lost $153 on his campaign. Defeats top Democrat in New Jersey Senate. Read the bottom. Conservative truck driver who spent $153 on his campaign. Defeats New Jersey Senate president. He $153 truck driver just defeated. I love it too because the Democrats have already eliminated, uh, eliminated tens of thousands of trucker jobs through their vaccine mandates. Now they take it up their own caboose when the Senate president loses to a truck driver. You have to love irony. You have to rejoice in it. Babylon B has their answer as usual. McAuliffe, who lost in Virginia, of course, to Glenn Youngkin. McAuliffe blames loss on low 3 a.m. ballot count turnout. <laughs> lost because there wasn't enough 3 a.m. ballots to show up out of nowhere. It, it, but in New Jersey, they got 40,000 that showed up out of nowhere. It's too late now. We can audit all we want, and the truth can come out. And yes, they're still counting ballots. But the, fit, the system had to be fixed first. Rona McDaniel, head of the RNC. Come on, you raised tens, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars for Trump's legal defense fund. You spent nothing on defending Trump. How about we go and we sure up the election counting, the election ballot counting process so we stop getting it jammed up our cabooses. All right, shifting to COVID, Charles M. Plow. Now, who is Charles M. Plow? He is a writer for the New York Times. He is asking... A legitimate question because he is flummoxed. I am mystified, is how he puts it, by how these southern states have such low COVID rates. Reason being, Charles, is because they're doing the exact opposite of everything that Anthony Fauci tells them to do. The exact opposite of everything the CDC tells them to do. The exact opposite of what the World Health Organization tells them to do. The exact opposite of, of what Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum tells them to do. How I am mystified by how these southern states have such low rates of COVID when many of their governors haven't followed CDC guidance. Oh, you mean the CDC guidance that they have pulled directly out of their own rectums that have absolutely nothing to do with science? Scott Gottlieb had to admit it on Twitter when they came up with a six foot rule. They just made it up. They just made up. You have all the stats. Vaccines do nothing except harm. Lockdowns do nothing except harm. Masks do nothing except harm. So when you don't do them, i.e. Sweden, and by the way, Trump would still be president if he would have emulated Sweden instead of listening to the sulfur-filled garden gnome, demonic Anthony Fauci. Stop listening to that guy right away and you'd still be president. But when you do the exact opposite of what the globalist, elitist, bourgeois tell you to do that they themselves don't do, they don't lock down. They don't wear masks. They allegedly vaccinate, but I don't need to get a blood test on that. You do exactly the opposite. That's what your country looks like. Look at, let's go look over here to the left. Uh, Colorado, vaccine mandate. Uh, let's look over here. 
Uh, New Mexico, vaccine mandate. Nevada, vaccine mandate. California, vaccine mandate. Washington, Oregon. Let's look at, let's look at Oregon, Washington, California, Nevada. Uh, sadly, Utah, vaccine mandates. Colorado, New Mexico. Let's look at them in comparison to Florida. Let's look at Pennsylvania up there with Tommy Wolf and New York under uh, Kathy Hogel. In comparison to Florida, Florida has the lowest covert rate in the nation. No mask requirements, no vaccine mandates, no lockdowns, no quarantines, nothing. There you go. That's what you do. All right, on to the vaccinations. RNC research video. Play it for me. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. We can't trust the president uh, and take his word and take a vaccine that might cause harm to us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well. I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? We will need to have access to the vaccine results so we can make our independent assessment to make sure that Donald Trump's uh, fingerprints are not on it. You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. Is the vaccine safe? Uh, Frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend to New Yorkers based on the federal government's opinion. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. Would you trust that vaccine? There's very little that we can trust that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. We cannot take for granted this process will be free of political influence. I don't trust the president and I don't trust the FDA. If Donald Trump can't give answers and the administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine, it was new, it was done quickly, but trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe? I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. How confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? How confident am I? uh... Now Now this video is titled, Reminder, Democrats were the ones who fueled vaccine hesitancy. So why did they change? Why have they all gone from the statements that they just made, which by the way, all of those people in that video that are political actors, all took the vaccine while Donald Trump was still president. Just so everybody knows. Joe Biden fully vaccinated December of 2020 while, while President Trump was still, was still present. So why did they turn from those attitudes to being vaccine whores and pimps? Why did they turn into that? Because it became politically expedient to mar- for them so that they could mark you, control you, and distance you. That's all that it's been about from day one. Don't give me your excuses. COVID-caving pastors, COVID-caving churches, COVID-caving Christians. Well, we just wanted to see what it was. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So when you looked at churches like mine that never closed, and you mocked and you ridiculed us and said that we were putting people's lives in danger and we were not acting in love, you see, you were not able to discern the things of the Spirit of God. 
I smelled this thing immediately. Rodney Howard Brown smelled it immediately. Jonathan Shuttlesworth smelled it immediately. Arthur Pulaski, who grew up uh, behind the Iron Curtain, smelled it immediately. We knew in the spirit. Why didn't you? Because the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Again, out of Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And because you don't read it, you don't know what the spirit's saying. You are a natural man. You need to repent now. Don't just, reopening your churches doesn't count until you've repented. Because the next thing they're going to do to you is they're going to tell you whatever the next COVID emergency is, whatever the next variant is, or intermingled with climate emergencies, and you'll close down again to save lives, to virtue signal, and to falsely love people. That's what will happen. So until you repent, I got no respect for you. I love you, but I've got no respect for you. Peasant journalist tweet, Gates, Rockefeller Foundation are everywhere in the globalist schemes. Why is nobody, I repeat, nobody, come on, Republicans, in Congress concerned about this? Read the bottom, World Health Organization issues 99-page report for UN nation states implementation of digital documentation of COVID-19 certificates. It was funded by who? The man who funded the virus itself. Tens of millions of dollars, Bill Gates, sent to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, along with his vaccine board member, Anthony Fauci, sending another three to four million dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where they made the problem that they are now offering the solution to. It was funded by Gates and the Rockefeller Foundation. Maybe a digital health identity has always been the plan. It has been. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Listen, this is what we are standing against. It does not have to happen during our generation. We can hold it off if we stand, and we are standing. I'll show you tonight. The Daily Wire tweet. Biden administration released a statement on vaccine mandate for private sector workers. Let's read it. On Thursday, President Joe Biden released a statement. That was today. Addressing his administration's vaccine and testing mandate for employees at companies with 100 or more workers. Biden stated, while I would have much preferred that requirements not become necessary. Remember, he swore that they wouldn't. Too many, too many people remain unvaccinated. So he doesn't want them to be voluntary, but... If you don't voluntarily do it, he'll make it involuntary for us to eat, to get back, to get out of this pandemic for good, going on to claim that he instituted requirements and they are working. Okay. Are they working? So he said, quote, Joe Biden, this is a quote, instituted requirements and they are working. So let's look at ready the five letter word facts. Let's look at them together. Shall we? Why then, if they are working, then why have more people died of COVID during Joe Biden's nine months than Donald Trump's 11 months and Donald Trump had no vaccines? And by the way, Donald Trump didn't have ivermectin either. And it was an hydroxychloroquine. Uh, hydroxychloroquine was, was subverted. Had no, mon, no monoclonal therapies. So Donald Trump in his 11 months had way less deaths then Biden has had in his nine, Biden has vac- two vaccines, three actually, 
The only one that's actually approved by the FDA is exclusively used in the military, Comirnaty. So Biden's got three vaccines, monoclonal therapies, ivermectin, even though that he badmouths ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, all those things that Trump did not have because for months and months and months, nobody knew what to do. So Trump didn't have any of that. Trump averaged 32,000, according to the CDC, which I don't believe any of these numbers. I'm just using their numbers against them. Trump averaged 32,000 COVID deaths a month. Biden is averaging close to 40,000 COVID deaths per month. And quote, ready? Here's, those are the facts. The nonsensical statement in response is instituted requirements and they are working. How is that working? Remember the first, the premise of this show. The delusion of our times is absolute fact is presented and it is responded to with nonsensical statements, i.e. right here. Now let's look at this. Oh, it's in the next thing. Here we go. Let me find it. Hold on a second. There we go. Oh, I already did it. Okay, we're good. All right, let's go. Now here's the thing. Now he says that these things are working, right? Are they really? Now, this is the sheriff of L.A. County. I believe he has 18,000 employees on the Larry Elder Show. Play it for me. Uh, is it true that, Sheriff, were you to impose this vaccine mandate that up to 30 percent of your department's 18,000 employees would no longer be available to provide service? Uh, 4,100 and change would be automatically, I guess, disqualified and given a pink slip. Right now, I'm already starting to see the early stages of that exodus happening. Workers' compensation claims, early retirements, people transferring to other agencies out of county and out of state. That's 655 in those three groups alone. And that's not counting the people that are at 28 years plus. They can just walk away and say, I'm, I'm fed up with it. I'm out of here. So now, we're trying to keep them. Now, Sheriff, you've been essentially ordered to do this by, by the County Board of Supervisors. Are you telling me you're going to defy them? Yes, they did a lot of overreach. They did a lot of uh, policies without actually consulting first. And now I have one uh, supervisor, Barger, saying, well, we, we went into a talk. Well, how about talking before you pull the trigger? That would really help and to make a good policy decision. But they did the exact opposite. Now you the, have all the drama. What are the consequences to you uh, in, the, in the event that they mandate that you uh, force your 18,000 employees, whether they want to or not, to get vaccinated? Well, based on what we're seeing on the numbers, it's not looking good. I could lose a third of my entire sworn workforce. I could lose them overnight. And now how we're going to make up, you cannot make up for that loss. Mm -hmm. That will lead to closures of stations, regional police, a sheriff station instead of the local sheriff station, closure of jails, elimination of the Texas division entirely. I mean, a lot of bad consequences that you would think a responsible supervisor would say, hey, let's find out what the impact is first before we start making policy decisions. And they refuse to do that. My guest is L.A. County Sheriff uh, Alex Villanueva. Sheriff, what are the consequences to you personally if you refuse to uh, abide by that order? Well, to me personally, I'm vaccinated. I support the vaccination. It works, you know, and that is a sound decision for the individual. However, it's a personal medical decision. I don't believe I should force it on my own employees. Back to me. It's a sad statement at the end there. I should have cut it off before because it's depressing because I love the guy. He's absolutely wrong. He just said, I, I'm vaccinated. I support vaccinations. They work. Uh, Sheriff, do you do any research 
before you spout all that out because the hospitalization rates and the death rates and all there it is again and this is the uk exactly the same in australia exactly the same in israel exactly the same everywhere they're just lying now it's starting to percolate out if we see republicans get elected real maga republicans get elected in 2022 the real data will come out it's a sad statement that he made at the end but let's go over what he said real quick he's facing a 4100 member departure out of an 18,000 member force one-third gone but biden says his mandates are working 600 flights canceled by an airline uh, the day before yesterday the day before that southwest canceled a thousand flights but his mandates are working fantastic empty store shelves why because just just in canadian truckers it's thirty-seven thousand down let alone tens of thousand american tens of thousands of american truckers aren't working because they work for companies with more than 100 employees they work alone but have to be vaccinated that's the biden way you have to ask yourself is all of this on purpose the answer is yes to control you mark you distance you and be able to control every last aspect of your life andrew boston tweet joe biden administration warns of planned inspections glorious great job lincoln project and great job Democrats who voted for Joe Biden, you you liberals, that you're free to be a burden bee. How does this how does this sit as far as free to be a burden bee? That you've got planned inspections and fines to enforce coronavirus vaccine mandate. How does that freedom feel to you? Congratulations, all the COVID caving Christians out there that put this galactic idiot in office because you caved. You strapped masks on, you quarantined, you locked down your churches, you you gave uh, validity to this being the black plague that nobody can come and vote in person and because nobody could come vote in person you end up with a bunch of untraceable unsigned ballots that elected this guy with allegedly 81 million votes more votes than anybody in history really let's look at this Biden administration warns planned inspections and $136,000 fines to enforce coronavirus vaccine mandate President Biden administration warned Thursday there would be planned inspections and heavy fines to ensure businesses comply. You will comply with I wonder how that's going to sit with some of you mega churches out there that couldn't have closed down any faster with more than a hundo employees. How's it going to sit with you? You're going to take a knee again. Let me, let me illustrate it better. You're going to grab your ankles again. Vaccine mandate set. By the way, he makes sure that it's set for January 4th. It's so deadly. This virus is so deadly and the vaccines must be mandated to stop this deadly virus that for the entire year, 2021, no vaccine mandates on all these employers. It's so deadly that he's waiting till January 4th. Why did he wait? Because he thought that he was going to win Virginia and he thought that he was going to win New Jersey. New Jersey, even if we lose the gubernatorial race, New Jersey flipped red. Virginia flipped dark red last night. That's why it's so deadly. Isn't it funny how it works? So deadly that, you know what? Don't worry about it for all of October, November, December. Right? It's all lies. Absolute factual data responded to with nonsensical statements and mandates. A senior Biden official spoke to reporters about their planned enforcement. 
measures prior to leveling and occupational safety and public health OSHA requirement. By the way, OSHA has no constitutional right. By the way, this is still not an executive order. This is coming out of the Labor Department as being enforced by OSHA. That's all that it is. It's an easy win. It's an easy court battle win. OSHA has no constitutional authority to do any of this, any of it to get them vaccinated for the coronavirus or test unvaccinated employees weekly and require them to wear masks. So you will get get the vaccination or you'll have have a PCR test that has now been deemed useless even by Rochelle Walensky of the CDC. Kerry Mullis, the man who actually invented the PCR test, said that it's completely useless. But once again, there's the factual data. What's the response? Let's use the test. Let's use the test. Employers face a standard penalty, standard penalty per of a $14,000 per violation fine, which could escalate if they refuse to be compliant. Oh, oh, beautiful. For spacious skies, America, God shed thy grace on thee, right? What, what happened, Americans? How, how does this sit well with even the idiots at the Lincoln Project? You don't think someday this is going to come for you, Rick Wilson? You don't think it'll come for you? Because it will. Someday they'll mandate something you don't like and you'll have no ground to stand on because you capitulated all the way down the rungs of the ladder till it got to you, you fool. $14,000 per violation, which could escalate if they refuse to be compliant. Willful, willful. Listen to how they talk to us. Listen how the Biden administration through the Labor Department enforced by OSHA talks to us willful or repeated by who do they think they are who do they think they are they don't have any right to be talking to me like this willful compliant in their unconstitutional measures willful or repeated violations of the rule could cost as much as one hundred and thirty six thousand dollars you know i happen to remember though biden said that he would never inform he would never implement Vaccine mandates. Am I wrong? Uh, let's see. Play the video for me. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated, all. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. That right there is tyranny in action, tyranny spoken in the spoken word, absolute 
tyranny. Now, here's how you fight back. Representative Chiproy Press Office. OSHA does not have the statutory authority to carry out unconstitutional vax mandates. It's a done deal. It is an easy uh, litigation win. Absolutely easy. State and local governments are better equipped to set their own workplace safety measures than a bunch of D.C. bureaucrats. It's time to end OSHA. Representative Roy is proud co-sponsor to the NOSHA Act. Look at the bottom, Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs and Chip Roy are both true conservatives. They are not playing a part. They operate by conviction. They are not the Mitt Romneys, the Ben Sasses, the Lisa Lisa Murkowskis, or Susan Collins of the world. These are Lindsey Grahams of the world, Mitch McConnells of the world, bought and paid for by the CCP. That That is not who these two men are. They are operating by conviction. Andy Biggs puts out, Breaking, I just introduced a bill to abolish OSHA. That's exactly what needs to happen. Kick them in the teeth. Arise, O Lord, deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. Psalm chapter 3, verse 7. That's what you do in Jesus' mighty name. COVID-1984 tweet. Disgusting. Our children are not for sale. New York City offers because we all know that Rochelle Walensky, the soul-fulfilled demon act that she is, okayed, even without proper clinical trials, vaccinations for 5 to 11-year-olds. So, of course, New York City responds by offering $100 incentive, incentives to kids aged 5 to 11 years old to get vaccinated at city-run sites. It's disgusting. That title right there, that Twitter handle is absolutely perfect. You need to follow this guy. COVID-1984, that's what it looks like. It looks like the Pink Floyd at the wall video is what the Democratic Party is putting out. John Solomon tweet. Families, it's working great. Here's how, here's how great the Biden, the Biden vaccine mandates are working. Families could be denied death benefits for unvaccinated loved ones if they died of COVID. So they don't, you know what? This, the loving and compassionate Democratic Party, somebody dies of COVID who is unvaccinated, no benefits for you. And I'll bet you they do this retroactively too, all the way back to the beginning of 2020, even when there weren't any vaccinations because that's the Potomac's two-step games they play. Another John Solomon tweet as a switch and switch into Rittenhouse, switched into to Kyle Rittenhouse. Another thing, this, this is the classic. This is the theme of tonight's show. Absolute fact responded to. Absolute fact responded to with nonsensical statements. So you have Kyle Rittenhouse shot three guys, killed two, all three of which were attacking him. Look at the photo. That guy, I believe, is either dead or got his bicep blown off. But either way, it's absolutely verified. So you have the absolute fact. You have video footage and the other one where there was no video footage. An eyewitness, which I'll show you his testimony. It's only about 10 seconds long. Today, he testified today. The one that wasn't on video. Eyewitness testimony says that Kyle Rittenhouse was being attacked and the guy was going for his gun. So everything says video footage, eyewitness testimony. Two out of the three are absolutely videotaped and show self-defense. So there's your absolute facts presented to you. And here's the nonsensical statement response by the DA in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Let's charge him with first degree murder three times. That's what happened. There's no way that Kyle Rittenhouse committed first-degree murder three times. It's it's absolutely classic self-defense. I was a cop for 25 years, 1992 to 2017, straight. 
Absolutely classic case of self-defense. Just the news. The witness, Richie McGinnis, a, vi- a video director for the Daily Caller, testified in Rittenhouse's murder trial that he saw shooting victim Josh Rosenbaum chase down Rittenhouse in one of the few moments of on the night of August 25th, not clearly captured on video. He was lunging, falling, said McGinnis, a prosecution witness. The prosecution witness outlines that this was self-defense. I would use those as synonymous terms in this situation because basically, you know, he threw his momentum towards the weapon. The assailant, Rosenbaum, was going for the weapon. Rittenhouse, 18, is charged with fatally shooting Rosenbaum, 36, who was going for his weapon. Anthony Huber, 26, uh, then wounding 27-year-old Gage Crossgrants, a protester who had a gun in his hand. Huber was beating him with a skateboard. He got shot. And a protester approached him with a 9mm gun in his hand, got shot. And, and Kyle Rittenhouse has been charged with first-degree murder three times over. And by the way, I don't even as a cop support that he was there as a 17-year-old on the streets of Kenosha in the middle of the night. I don't. But that doesn't have anything to do with you, 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 you compartmentalize. What do you do with the individual cases? Each and every one of them, it has been verified with self-defense. And the response to the absolute factual data is the nonsensical statement, the nonsensical response of, let's try him for, thir- for first-degree murder three times. Here's the prosecutor speaking to that witness. This is a prosecution witness verifying that Kyle Rittenhouse, remember a prosecution witness should be supporting their case. This is the best that they have. That, you know why this is the best that they have? Because they, uh, they responded to absolute fact with nonsense. Play it for me. And you've already established that after the shooting, Mr. Rosenbaum never says a word, correct? Correct. You don't know as you sit here today, what Mr. Rosenbaum was thinking, do you? You mean at the time of the shooting? Yes. Or at any point in his life. I mean, you have no idea what Mr. Rosenbaum was ever thinking at any point in his life. You have never been inside his head. You never met him before. You don't know. I've, I've never even, I've never exchanged words with him, if that's what your question is. So your interpretation of what he was trying to do or what he was intending to do or anything along those lines is complete guesswork, isn't it? Um, well, he said, fuck you, and then he reached for the weapon. Okay. Let's talk about that. At that very moment, you... The prosecution witness. You don't know what's going on. Said, uh, he said, F you, and went for Rittenhouse's weapon. That's the only one that's not videotaped. The rest of them, are, we played them on the podcast, are absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, self-defense cases. Without a doubt, all three of them are. And the response is, let's charge him with felony murder three times. That prosecutor must be a Democrat. Has to be. Because they're the ones who operate in nonsense. All right, shifting topics again. Told you I'd throw a couple miscellaneous things in here. This is a chief nerd video. And I wanted you to see this because I want you to see the impact of COVID-19 vaccinations on real people we can see the bears report but you need to hear from the people dr joel wolskog play it for me on december 30th of 2020 i received the first moderna covid vaccine without incident initially 
Approximately one week later, I recognized that my feet were numb, a sensation of pins and needles. I also began having powerful electrical sens uh, shock sensations down my entire spine, radiating to my feet. Within days, I obtained an MRI of my cervical spine. It revealed no acute changes to account for my numbness. Move forward three or four days, I was sitting in a clinic room at work talking with a patient. I attempted just simply to stand from a sitting position. I couldn't stand. I pushed myself up with my arms, then quickly fell backwards. Later that day, I had MRIs of my thoracic and lumbar spine. I soon saw a neurologist, actually two to three days later, who diagnosed me with transverse myelitis, a rare condition that involves a demyelinated lesion of my thoracic spinal cord. While my neurologist recommended I take two or three months off of work, I agreed to take two weeks. After I returned, I operated on, a, on two consecutive days, although I intended shortened schedule. After the second day, I felt horrible. I was numb from my umbilicus to my feet. I could barely walk. Uh, and I've really been, I have been off work since. I'm just not safe to work as an orthopedic surgeon. My life has dramatically changed after this adverse reaction. My career of 19 years, excuse me, that I took almost 14 years to train for <clears throat> is likely over. And right now, in Jesus' name, we pray over Dr. Joel. We pray over him. And Lord, he is going on the front lines right now, and we pray over his body. We pray that the, the condition that he has is a lesion on the spine because of the Moderna vaccination. And Lord, we pray over him right now in Jesus' name, and we receive healing for him in restoration form. I don't care whether he's saved or not. Jesus primarily healed the unsaved. So Lord, we receive his healing right now in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, we ask you to give him bold proclamation to speak out for the rest of his life against the Moderna vaccination, the Pfizer vaccination in Jesus' mighty name. Do you wonder why the media is? I played this and I just had to play again because it's so startling. Do you wonder why the media, whether it's CBS, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, whoever you want to name, the mainstream media, PBS, do you wonder why they pimp and whore vaccines the way that they do? Here's the answer for you. Play it for me. It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. 
See, if you're going to whore a vaccine, you're going to pimp a vaccine, you're going to want to get paid for it. Well, they are by Pfizer, the very purveyors of the vaccines themselves. Speaking of vaccine pimps and whores, let's get this going. Here we have Andy Slavitt and Scott Gottlieb. Now let's look at, are they profiting? They're very happy. First of all, they're not worried about masks suddenly. I'm sure they're both double vaccinated. But I guess, you know, again, they're probably very threatened by the unvaccinated but both of them can spread the virus just at the exact same rate or worse than the vaccinated. Again, so what's the point of ever being vaccinated if you yourself are not protected and other people can give you the vaccinated can give you the virus that are vaccinated themselves? What's the point? So here they are at the book nook where you got Scott Gottlieb, noted, absolute noted vaccine pimp who sits on the board of Pfizer and his medical expertise was sought in the Trump White House, is sought even now, all of course, all over the mainstream media. And then you've got Andy Slavic, look at let's look at their titles of their books. Uncontrollable spreads, one of them, and the other one's preventable. All right, well, let's look at these guys up close. Let's do Slavic first. Here's his Twitter handle. Who's Andy Slavic? Wonder what makes him the pimp vaccine, uh, uh, the the vaccine pimp that he is. Well, let's look. Former Biden White House senior advisor for COVID response. And now he's profiting off it. Go back to his book picture for me, Will. Now he's doing this. Back to the book nook pick. There, now he's doing this. So he's on the COVID response team for the love of money is the root of all, all evil. First Timothy chapter six, verse 10. Now, so he pimps and whores the vaccines. Now he pimps and whores his book about the vaccines that he pimped and whored. Same thing with Scott Gottlieb. Let's go to his Twitter handle. Let's look at him now on sale. Now, of course he's, it's all about your health though. COVID caving pastor. And that's why you follow these guys. You do what they tell you. You hate Joe Biden, but you take his vaccine. Funny how that works, isn't it? So Scott Gottlieb, senior fellow, partner, contributor. But look at the bottom. What boards is he on? Uh, Number one, uh, Pfizer. And his opinion about vaccinations is sought all throughout the country, right? Because he's an unbiased source. No, the love of money. While he himself pimps himself out so that he can make all sorts of money. Let's go to the next one, Jordan Schachtel. I recall Scott Gottlieb claiming the third shot was going to deliver long-lasting immunity. Uh, that didn't work out. But he seems to have retreated into one of the wings of one of his mansions after his bosses, Pfizer, said they were taking the seasonal approach instead. There you go. That's what it's been about from day one. Why is it that as a born-again believer, you didn't know it? Why is it? Because you don't know the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, the mark of the beast. You are not looking at those things. You're not studying the word. The the word is what? The word of God is what? The sword of the spirit, right? Again, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18, the sword of the spirit. Now, what is the word though? It's Jesus. So the sword of the spirit is is Jesus himself. You are unfamiliar with Jesus himself if you are unfamiliar with the Bible. It's as simple as that. Disclosed TV video, look at this. Protesters against vaccine mandates chant, defund the media. Exactly. Play it for me.
That's exactly what should be happening because the New York Times and all the mainstream outlets, whether CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, whatever, they are all Goebbels media. They are simply left-wing propaganda. I know I'm preaching to the choir on this, but let's look at this article right here. This is from the New York Times where those protesters were protesting. Look at what it says here. I hope you can read it. If not, I'm reading it to you. An earlier version of this article, this is a correction from the New York Times, um, I'm going to go down to they have halted, Aaron. They have halted use, this time about Sweden and Denmark, uh, the Moderna vaccine children. They have not began the, okay, I'm shifting where, where are the corrections. The article also misstated, this is what I want you to see. They are lying about Denmark, lying about Sweden. We got that. The article also misstated the number of COVID hospitalizations in U.S. children. Anybody out there thinking of vaccinating your child, you are delusional. Why would you vaccinate your child when they are 7 to 20 times more likely to die of the flu? The post-infection survival rate out of the Ioannidis study from Stanford University, the post-infection survival rate for anybody 0 to 19 is 99.997%. And you're thinking about sticking an mRNA jab into your child's arm and the inventor of the mRNA jab, Robert W. Malone says, don't do it. What are you thinking? They have no statistical chance of dying of COVID. No statistical chance of giving you COVID. What are you thinking? And even if you got COVID, it's 99.9% survivable. Think before you jab your child. The article also misstated the number of COVID hospitalizations in the U.S. It is more than 63,000 from August 2020 to October 2021. That's what they said. Not 900,000 since the beginning of the pandemic. They misstated. 63,000 hospitalizations. And by the way, latest numbers that I saw, two kids have died of COVID in the United States when it was COVID only without any comorbidities. Dose, and you're going to jam an experimental mRNA vaccination. Just remember something. Leave this article up for just a second. I want you to remember something. With the measles vaccine, which everybody likes to use, or the mumps vaccine, which everybody likes to use as examples. Just remember, both of those vaccinations were approved by the FDA for five to 16 years before they were mandated in schools. Five to 16 years before they were mandated in schools. And everybody uses them as examples, right? And just so you know, measles does not compare to COVID-19 because measles does not have an animal host. It is exclusively transmitted from human to human. It has no animal host, so it does not do what? Mutational shift. COVID-19 mutationally shifts. So when you take a vaccination for an mRNA vaccination for a mutational shift virus, you end up with antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which turns your antibodies from killers into ushers. Facts, Dr. Charles Hoff. That absolute fact. Look him up, Dr. Charles Hoff, not to mention capillary blood clotting. So their mistake was they said 900,000 kids have been hospitalized since the beginning of COVID-19. They missed it by basically 837,000. That's why you have people in front of the New York Times saying, boy, de- defund the media. That's, and, that's, and that's who's giving people their information. People like that. I right, back the vaccinations. 
anonymous UK citizen. I have to show you this video. It's entitled Translation Needed, Please. Play it for me. Anashim, Zemi Pfizer! Zemi Pfizer! Zemi Pfizer, I need to hold Zemi Pfizer, Anashim! Zemi Pfizer! Zemi Pfizer! Damn it, Pfizer! What did you do? You want to punch me again, you big strong guy? There you go. I just want you to see real life examples of what the vaccines do to people. Real life examples. COVID 1984 video. You will never hear this on the six o'clock news. This is at the FDA meeting where they were talking about whether or not to approve the Pfizer vaccination for five to 11 year olds. Play it for me. Expanding the EUA to children is unnecessary, premature, and will do more harm than good. There is no emergency for children, especially healthy ones whose risk of severe illness or death is almost nil. Kids with pre-existing conditions and prior COVID infections were not included in Pfizer's study, so including them in the EUA is negligent. Pfizer's trial is woefully underpowered to detect specific space safety concerns such as myocarditis, just like the adolescent study was. And if they weren't able to detect an unexpected safety concern there, they wouldn't be able to here. In Pfizer's study, only 0.5% of controls were dropped due to important protocol violations versus 3% in the treatment group. The odds of that happening by chance are 1 in 10,000. This deviation is poorly explained with no IPT analysis. The study is not double-blind and may be subject to biases. From CDC reports, we can expect that for every 18 child hospitalizations prevented, at least 43 will end up in the hospital for all causes following vaccination. FDA's risk-benefit analysis only counts myocarditis hospitalization. Theirs shows alarming safety signals, which we have shown cannot be attributed to increased vaccinations, stimulated reporting, or COVID infections. We calculated the ratio of adverse events reported per million Pfizer vaccinations to reports per million flu vaccinations among teenagers. Gets a little too wonky for me there, but there you go. Absolutely nonsensical to vaccinate a child. Go to the next thing for me, Will. The Hill tweet, vaccinated just as likely. This is the Hill, which leans left. Vaccinated just as likely to spread Delta variant as unvaccinated. So ask yourself, what's the point? Back, Hey, Will, back to our graph. So what is the point? If they spread it, just as much as the unvaccinated and 75% of your hospitalizations are fully vaxxed, 82 to 85% of your deaths are fully vaxxed. What's the point? Absolute fact presented. And now what's the nonsensical response? Vaccinations are the path out of the pandemic. Really? Really with this? So let's look at Australia. Let's, I, I love to go at Australia. Absolute absolute tyranny Australia listen I don't mean this exactly as I'm saying it but Australia is gone man I mean they are gone I hope they can come back 
But what a disaster, a 99.9% survivable virus. I want you to listen to the stats put out by the people who are, who are the ones, the stats about COVID, by the very people who are instituting the tyranny. Listen to the stats. We're going to go through a series of very short videos. Ready? Play the first one for me. But the only way to stop active outbreaks going forward now is to get vaccinated. So every single Queenslander, 12 years of age or older, please check in your local community where you can get vaccinated. There's many, many places. Pharmacies, GPs, vaccination hubs. There are lots of... To me? Bet will give me this chart again. The only way out, the only way out is the vaccination. They have the exact same numbers right there. 75% of their hospitalizations, fully vaxxed. 82 to 85% of their COVID deaths, fully vaxxed, right? Is that the truth in Australia? Well, let's go. Evelyn Ray video. Play it for me. We also have 375 people with COVID in hospital at the moment. 81 of those are in intensive care and 61 are on a ventilator. Of the people who were in hospital yesterday, 78% were vaccinated and 17 were partially vaccinated. In regards to... See, numbers are exactly the same. Will, give me the chart again, side by side. So in Australia, 375 people, and by the way, that was in New South Wales or Victoria. I can't remember which one was that, guys. I can't remember. Well, either way. So either one, whether it's New South Wales or Victoria, it's six to eight million people. Out of six to eight million people, 375 are in the hospital for the plague of the century. The plague of the century. Eight million people, 375 in the hospital. 81 in a life-threatening situation. 81 out of eight million, right? But let's look at their numbers, shall we? Of the 375 in the hospital, 78% fully vaxxed exactly the same as the UK. And the prior political idiot, the woman, said that the way out of the pandemic, which isn't even a pandemic, is to be fully vaccinated when 78% of the people in the ICU are fully vaccinated. Absolute fact, nonsensical response, as always. All right, let's go to the next one, Will. Uh, Catherine Krasansky for me, play it. As the Minister said, um, tragically today we announced the deaths of seven people who have lost their lives to COVID-19, four women and three men. One person was in their 40s, one person in their 50s, two people in their 70s, two people in their 80s and one person who was in their 90s. All of those individuals had underlying health conditions. One person was not vaccinated, three people had received one dose of a COVID vaccine, and three people had received two doses of a COVID vaccine. So here we are again with the nonsense. New South Wales, now I know the last one was Victoria. So New South Wales, 8 million people. You're having a press conference to discuss the deaths of eight people, which I'm sure you could times that by at least 20 People died of cancer, heart attacks each. And you're having a press conference for a viral infection where seven out of the eight people, oh wait, eight out of eight had full comorbidities. 
Seven out of the eight COVID deaths, even though it's a ridiculous, stupid press conference for eight people out of eight million. Again, great job, COVID caving pastors. So eight people out of eight million die of COVID. So let's break down their numbers. Seven out of eight. If you want to live out of those eight, if you want to live, don't get vaxxed because seven out of the eight were vaccinated. Seven out of the eight were vaccinated. So if you want to live, don't get vaccinated. All right, Dan Andrews, let's just look at the hypocrisy. He is the head of the the province of Victoria, where Melbourne is. He's Mr. Mask, Mr. COVID tyrant, Mr. Forced vaccinations. But when he doesn't know he's on camera, this is what he looks like. Play it for me. Like, seriously, you need to wear the mask. You will be pulled up. If I've got to change the rules again, uh, sorry, we haven't changed mask rules. If I've got to go further, then of course, of course we will. We're not going to have police being lied to. We're not going to have people just flouting them. I don't want to show you the whole thing just goes on and on with him talking and being a hypocrite. Look how he talks to you. If I have to change the rules again, what are you for? Australians, why do you put up with this? Why don't you stand? I know some of you are. I'm going to show the video in just a second. Why don't all of you stand? All right, Avi Remini video. Now here is a politician with some sense. And I've played this before, but this is about Gladys, whatever her last name is, former premier of New South Wales, who got sacked. She's out. Why was she out? Because she was receiving lobbying uh, monies from who? Uh, Pfizer and Moderna. So she's been investigated right on her butt out of office. And here's his response to it. Play it for me. More concerning to me personally is the fact that um, both Pfizer and AstraZeneca would not allow their products to be sold in Australia unless the Australian government gave them a full indemnity. If they killed anyone or maimed them, they wouldn't be responsible, the government would be. So I find that a very disturbing thing that the government didn't take the view and say, well, if you're confident in your product, you should stand behind it. You're up here today. It's mm. irresponsible. Well, I don't believe that, you know. But what but, would you say to those well, business owners that can't open their business well, well, because I would say it's terrible. their premier is telling them that the only way out is a double jab, and that's what they're being told. Yeah, I'd say their premier is lying to them. I'd say that she's under an IPAC inquiry, that a particular lobbyist in Sydney controls the Liberal Party in Sydney and has told her that the only way she gets out of that inquiry is if she pushes the double jab. And his clients are AstraZeneca, and his clients are yeah, Pfizer. That, that's what I'd say. Well, if you don't want me to answer the question, you know, I'll answer the question to start with. That's what I'd tell them, and I'd say that what the premiers tell them is not true, and that that policy should they shouldn't be locked down. Businesses should be open, and the and the government's using this as an excuse to destroy them, and that's they know that. Do you, that, think do, they, 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 do you think that the Premier of New South Wales wants to destroy business? I do. And, and, why, why would she do that? Because it's her economy. Because she's, as I tried to explain to you, that she's being directed by a lobbyist in Sydney who's being paid by AstraZeneca and by Pfizer tens of millions of dollars to get these policies through to make sure the vaccine is, is pushed. That's why. You asked the question, I gave you the answer. And that's my personal knowledge. And I'm happy to make a statement here to police or to anyone to make a public statement and won't be taking any questions. I was advised late yesterday afternoon the Independent Commission Against Corruption will today uh, release a public statement in which it will state it is investigating allegations made about me concerning matters relating to the former member for Wagga Wagga. Therefore it pains me to announce that I have no option but to resign from the office of Premier. Just had to throw that in there, wanted you to see it. But you see how that, see how the reporter actually says, you know the Premier, that lady who just had to resign, she says that the only way out of lockdowns is to be double jab. 
She's the one who puts you in lockdowns. So she institutes tyranny. And then to get you out of tyranny, issues more tyranny. And you have the mouthpiece of the media backing her up as she resigns. Because she was taking potentially, allegedly, millions of dollars. I got the names wrong. I got Pfizer right. But I said Moderna. From Pfizer and AstraZeneca, which are the two vaccines available in Australia. Pelham video, Australia is not okay. Play it for me. What I'm worried about right now is what's happening in 2021. And in particular, the adverse events that are happening to young people across the country from vaccines in the we'll last week. To that no, hang on a minute, hang on. We'll in the last week, what I've just... no, 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 in the last week, I've had a 37-year-old woman uh, had a, who's had a stroke, been told she's got to take a second vaccine and is going to lose her job. I've had a 19-year-old girl who's had severe clots in her legs, legs and her lungs. Uh, she's in hospital. She took that Pfizer shot last Thursday night. Mm. I've got. I've spoken to a 31-year-old man who's been paralysed since early September down his right-hand side. He's got some movement back in his right hand, right arm. Uh, he has had no income for the last two months. He just took out a mortgage before he got that shot. Uh, he's been told the only time he's heard from Queensland Health is that he's been is to be told that he's got to take a second shot. Now, it's right. bad enough that people don't get a choice to take a vaccine, but it's worse that they're being forced to take a second, second vaccine after they've had an adverse event and that the government hasn't yet provided them income support while they've been unable to work. Look at that. Did you see that? Did you hear that? A woman has a stroke. Another woman has blood clots in her legs. And another guy is paralyzed. All from the original Pfizer or AstraZeneca shot. And then they're mandated to get the second one. And these people are the purveyors of compassion on the world. The left. The globalist snob bourgeois elite. That's who these people are. I mean, you think about it. The person has a stroke. Not good enough. You will take the second jab or you will not get a job. Oh, wait a minute. I have blood clots in my legs. I'm in the hospital. No, no, no. You will get the second jab of AstraZeneca or no job for you. That's Dan Andrews. That's Scott Morrison. That's Angela Merkel. That's Emmanuel Macron. That's Joe Biden. That's Klaus Schwab. That's Justin Trudeau. Why aren't you standing if you are not? I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm not yelling at you if you're part of the choir. If you're out of the choir, I'm yelling at you. Let's look at, let's look at the stats in these closing moments here. Amazingly, from IM, must follow him on Twitter if you want. He has these charts. It out, outlines everything and the total ineffectiveness. Absolutely uselessness of masks and lockdowns amazingly cases in melbourne area are up get ready now this is melbourne mandated vaccinations mandated masks fully locked down you're not allowed anywhere outside of two kilometers from your house especially if you're unvaccinated their cases are up forty-eight thousand percent in the past three months since they were mandated masks anytime outside the home with brutal police enforcement compliance the religious devotion because that's what it is to pretending mass work is awe-inspiring in its in, in its ability to ignore reality again here's the absolute facts there they are now look at it right there Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. From July 22nd, masks required anytime outside. Do it side by side. So there you go. July 22nd, right there. Absolute fact. Masks required anywhere outside. July 22nd, 2021. Till now, still in effect. So there is the absolute facts, right? 
So there it is. Now, what's now here? No, actually, that's the nonsensical response. Here it is. Now, look at what's happened since then. Look at that graph. They've gone up 48,000% since mandating masks, since mandating vaccinations. I, I gave you the statistical data. Seven out of eight of their deaths that they illustrated at their own press conference, vaccinated people. 78% of their hospitalizations, fully vaccinated people. Look at the facts. There's the facts. And what's their nonsensical response? Let's mask some more. Let's mask more. We've only gone up 48,000%. That's not an exaggeration. Let's mask more. Let's knock down more. And let's vaccine mandate more. Because look at the stats. Again, here's the absolute facts. And their nonsensical response is let's do the same things. And not only do the same things, let's be even more tyrannical doing the same things. Seek for truth. I wanted you to at least see something positive. Melbourne. It's titled Melbourne Rises. Play it for me. The apprenticeship that's trying to be ushered into Victoria. And then it's going to be ushered into the rest of Australia. And the world is watching and they're watching for good reason. They're watching because what's happening here is absolutely ridiculous. And we are a laughing stock. You get to make a decision. You get to make a decision as to whether or not you want to go down in history as the as the private army of a madman. You can either go down that path and be known for that in history, or you can be known as history as the people's protectors that stood up and prevented this So if this was truly the Black Plague, everybody would be dead in that crowd. You know how many people died in that crowd? I'm sure statistically zero. And probably absolutely zero. Interesting Avi Yemeni tweet. Victorian officials, that's where that was, was Melbourne, which Melbourne is in Victoria. Victorian officials refused to release vaccine status of virus deaths. They won't do it yet. And Avi Yemeni responds, I wonder why. See? If you had nothing to hide, listen, what, all these people claim to be loving, right? Love does not rejoice in sin. Love rejoices in the truth. Why are you refusing to release vaccine death information? Because they have the exact same stats as Great Britain. 75% of their hospitalizations fully for COVID, fully vaxxed. 82 to 85% of their COVID deaths fully vaxxed. That's why they don't want to release it. I'll answer Avi Yemeni's question for him. I wonder why there's your answer. Love you all back here Saturday night, 1030 though, for one hour on Christian Television Network and all the platforms you're watching right now live. Love you all. Stand strong in Jesus' name. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBly.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBly.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in.
If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, please consider investing in the program. Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this TLP cup. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.